coming to you from the Flexbox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa. This is a very special playoff edition of The Weekly Show. I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and right now I am joined by nobody because, as I said earlier, this is a very special playoff edition of The Weekly Show. We're going to have some special features, uh, and this is sort of an episode in two parts, where the first part of the episode, I have conducted sort of little solo one-on-one mini-interviews with our eight championship playoff contenders, and then in the second half, I have Jeremiah and Jamil with me as always for a ostensibly regular episode of The Weekly Show, where we'll talk about all the matchups from last week and next week, as we like to do. Uh, But first, I have these eight championship interviews that I would like to play for you now. Uh, I have the tapes right here, uh, and I think it's only fair to do this in reverse order of uh, playoff seating. So, without any further ado, here is my interview with the eighth playoff seed, Mr. Jamil Jeremiah Hussan. Now that the regular season is over, how do you feel the season went for you? I was... uh... It was a it was a ride to say the least. Uh, I started off very poorly, as we uh, you guys will probably recognize. But second half of the season, uh, made some deals. Uh, the right players and the right uh, all clicked at the right time, and uh, I am postseason bound for the fifth straight season. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, very proud of your five season streak. Yep. Now, do you think that is uh, experience that's going to work in your favor? You've been in the playoffs before. You sort of know the drill, or. Uh, you think that's a, a bit of a liability? You might be a little more stale than the other owners. Um, I think you know with the exp- we have like very deep league now, and uh, I think in the playoffs anything can go. I don't think really past experiences will matter. It's just depending on if you can get lucky or if you could really prove yourself as uh, a championship contender. You know. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, looking ahead to the playoffs, what would you say your expectations are for your team for the performance going forward? Well, obviously, I'm not in the level of like you, uh, uh, Adam, and Ryan in terms of uh, talent on paper. But uh, as you as you mentioned on our weekly podcast, I have been one of the hottest teams in the down the stretch in the season. So I'm hope, uh, hoping to carry that momentum and to hopefully squeak one by and see uh, where it goes from there. I really. I really believe on my team right now. Like I have, like you know, a mixture of veterans and uh, uh, young talent. So uh, proven veterans. So I'm really uh, just really to make some, uh, hoping to make some noise, and then you know, hope hope to uh, pull up an upset here in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now speaking of upsets, you are playing Flex in the first round, uh, who was the the regular season number one overall. Uh, how do you feel about that matchup? Do you think it's a matchup that works in your favor? Uh, to be honest, as, as we talked about last week, out of the three of you guys, I would have preferred Riot. Uh, but Flex will be tough. Uh, I I said from the beginning, I no disrespect to you, Nick, but I I really thought like his team is like is one that I would like fear the most. And uh, but uh, hopefully, uh, he gets one of those low week, low total point score weeks, and uh, I can get lucky. But uh, obviously, I would be I would be lying if I said I had good odds in this matchup. But you know, gotta keep it positive. <laughs> uh, anything can happen. Yep. Uh, so I guess my final question for you would be: if you were to uh, make a statement for the other owners in the playoffs, for everyone else listening to this, what would you say? What would you say about yourself and your team? Uh just to say, I would just say is like now that I'm in and I've proven that I I am capable of pulling off a couple wins in a 
bro. That uh, you gotta watch out. My team deserves some respect at this point. You know, you you would probably agree. Uh, early on the season, middle of the season, my team was the least talked about team compared to you and uh, Ryan and all those, even uh, Kaminsky and the Max Brands of the worlds. But uh, uh, yeah, you gotta show show my team some respect. Hopefully, uh, could uh, it'll prove against a tough flex in this first round. Yeah, no, uh, you do, you definitely an opportunity to prove yourself. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, thank you very much for your time. All right, no worries. That was our interview with Jamil. Thank you very much, Jamil, for your time, for uh, being on this program. Clearly a team who's who's seeking a little bit of respect in these playoffs. Uh, next up, we have our number seven seed, Max Brand. Unfortunately, Max declined the chance to be interviewed for this program, so I figured the next best thing would be to get a real-life actor to play the role of Max Brand. So allow me to introduce a good friend of the show. Uh, he's been a been a sort of associate of the league for a while now, and you can see him uh, in the Ottawa Little Theater's upcoming production of The Three Musketeers playing the role of Athos this November. Please welcome to the show, again playing the role of Max Brand, our good friend Ian Gillies. When I joined this pathetic league, my only goal was to win the championship, show all of you just how good an owner I am. You all love to hate me, but the truth is, you're scared. Scared that Joey Voto and Rick Porcello will continue to crush. Scared that I will dominate this league without needing to trade with lesser owners. Scared that I've assembled the best fantasy team there ever will be. Ryan, you're first. Everyone else, you're next. I'll win the league championship, and I'll destroy anyone who stands in my way. Thank you very much, Ian Gillies, for uh, playing the role of Max Brand very well. Uh, from my knowledge of Max, that's exactly something he would say. So kudos to you, Ian, for that great portrayal. Uh, next up, we have our interview with the owner of the Moneyballers, Ash Sebastian. So Ash, now that the regular season is over, how do you feel that it went for your team? I felt uh, that my team underperformed, if I'm being uh, truthfully uh, honest. Um, mainly because I had a, I have a bunch of studs on my team, I feel at least. And um, I guess a bunch of them didn't uh, perform at the right time for me. And uh, my, I guess my pitching, my starting pitching managing wasn't too great either. Uh, so now going into the playoffs, what would you say your expectation is for your team? How do you think you're going to do? Uh, I don't have very high expectations, but um, I think uh, if a few guys on my team can come through at the right times, uh, then I think I do have a bit of a chance. Speaking of guys coming through at the right time, are there any particular players on your team that we you think we should look for to perform in the playoffs? Yes, I think uh, you should look at the dynamite duo, uh, Nolan Arnauto and Corey Seager. Um, also, if guys like Starlin Castro and uh, Joe Maurer can come through, it would be even better. Um, looking at starting pitching, um, I'd say guys like Carlos Martinez, Aaron Sanchez, Marcus Stroman, those guys, if they can come through and uh, put in those quality starts, I think I really do have a shot at making it to the next round. 
Uh, so now, obviously, in the first round, you are you are facing myself. Right. Uh, how do you feel about that matchup? Do you think it's a favorable one for you, or uh, you little you <laughs> little worried about that? If we were to look at the regular season record, um, I definitely say you have the uh, much greater advantage. But uh, it's the playoffs, and uh, certainly anything can happen. And so I'm not counting myself out. I'm gonna fight till the end. No, I I respect that. I respect you a lot as a competitor, and uh, I appreciate that fighting spirit. Thank you. Uh, so, Ash, I guess my, my final question for you would be, if you wanted to give a message to all the other competitors in the championship playoffs and to everyone else watching, what what would it be? What would you have to say about yourself? I would have to say watch out, um, because if I make it past the first round, then uh, I'm going all in. Um, like my team, I feel lately it's picked up steam after that, uh, huge, um, I guess, uh, downfall that it had near the tail end of the season. I think my team's starting to heat up again. So if I make it past the first round then watch out, uh, here come the underdogs. Uh, the underdogs, I respect that. Uh, Ash, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Nick. Once again, that was Ash Sebastian, the owner of the Moneyballers. Thank you very much, Ash, for your time. Next up, we have the owner of our number five seed, representing the Illuminati. Please welcome to the show, Mike Kaminsky. The regular season is now over. How do you feel that it went for your team? Not great. Lots of injuries. Uh, Those didn't help, especially to uh, Kershaw near the end. But... Once I started getting those injuries in and trading for uh, AJ Pollock, I knew I'd have to kind of do a lot of waiver pickups to cement my status in the playoffs. So basically just did that, and now I'm ready to win. Uh, Yeah, and so uh, the playoffs obviously coming up here. What are your expectations for your team? How do you think you're going to do? To win. I will win. You you will win it all. Yes. Uh, that's a a bold prediction. No, uh, not really bold. Not really. Not not that bold. You th- you're pretty confident with that. Very confident. Uh, so uh, in the playoffs, are there any particular players on your team that you think we should be keeping an eye on? Uh, Kershaw. If uh, well, when I make it to the second week, I expect him to be a two-star pitcher that week. So that that'll be nice. Um. AJ Pollock is killing it right now, so uh, that'll be a nice surprise. Uh, whew, who else? Who else? Let me actually check my roster. Uh, Reyes, Jose Reyes, has been a nice little surprise. Um, and I'd say I expect you, Darvish, to have a huge week next week or this week, I guess, against mm-hmm. Mr. Chow. Uh, yeah, so you are facing Chow in the first round of the playoffs. Is that a matchup you think is a, an easier one, a winnable one? I think he's I think he's the best team, but I'm still confident that I'll beat him. Mm. I shall outmanage him. A lot of people have said that you might be a, a dark horse pick to win it all this year. Do you think that adds a little extra pressure to you, or are you taking that in stride? No pressure at all. I'm, I'm going to win. Uh, uh Whatever label they give me, uh, I don't care. I'm going to win. Uh, that's a, a very positive attitude. 
I guess my final question, if you had to send a message sort of to all the other owners in the playoffs, everyone out there, what would you say? What would you say about yourself and your team? Uh, I guess for the entire season, you guys have been kind of doubting me. I've been kind of positioning my team in a weird way with all these bench players trying to trade Prince Fielder, Curtis Granderson, but I kind of cleaned up now, now that it means something, so I guess you could expect a bit of a surprise from me. That's about it. And if you uh, if you win the a playoffs, you win the championship, win the whole thing, what's the first thing you're going to do to celebrate? Ooh. Ah. I'm going to have to do something with uh, the money I'm going to get from Mr. Adam Lee. Mm-hmm. I will not call him by his nickname. He is Mr. Adam Lee to me. Um, going to do something stupid with that money for sure. Not sure what yet. But uh, I'll make sure everyone knows about it. That's a good way to win. Uh, I think I think that's everything. Okay. Uh, you give good good answers. Good answers all around. Hard to hear. Uh, is there is there anything else you want to add? Anything else you've got to say? Uh, not really. Oh, um, you guys got to start buying from me a bit more. Uh, com slash USR slash Authentic Marabilia Co. Get on that, please. Uh, <laughs> your boy's struggling here. So uh, if you can, buy anything, please. Thank you. That was Mike Kaminsky, owner of the Illuminati. Thank you very much, Mike, for your time. The Authentic Memorabilia Co., of course, has been a longtime friend of the program. Even though they are not an official sponsor of this episode, you should still check them out online. www.ebay.com slash USR slash Authentic Memorabilia Co. Up next, though, we have Kaminsky's first-round playoff opponent, owner of Veteran Presence. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Jeffrey Chow. So, my first question for you is, how do you feel the regular season went? Uh, went pretty well, all things considering. Um, there were some miss, um, um, cause especially with like the team that I'm trying to make here, it's like a lot older. It's kind of hard to pick up players or keep players. So it's kind of hard to feel the good team, but, um, I think it ended up pretty well. I'm still in contention to win. Um, hopefully win all this year again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, you've got a, a strong team. You did well in the regular season. Uh, good enough for a fourth place overall finish. Uh, so I guess going forward, what are your expectations for the playoffs? Well, I think everyone expects to win it all. Um, there's only one winner, though, so we'll see which one of us actually wins it. Um, I expect to win, but uh, we'll see. I think you do too, though, right? Uh, I think I do. I think everybody does, <laughs> actually. Uh, are there any particular players on your team that you think we should be keeping an eye out uh, for during the playoffs? Oh, well, Jose Bautista just came back. Um, beware. Um, everyone's Actually, everyone's been really hot recently, surprisingly. Uh, well, not surprisingly, but everyone's doing well recently. Um, currently beating Ryan at an opportune time, so uh looks like... The entire team you gotta look out for now. Yeah, no, absolutely. You got a, the hot hand going into the playoffs. Uh, your first round matchup, uh, based on the current projections as we're recording this, is going to be against Max Brand, mm-hmm. my personal brand. 
Uh, how do you feel you match up against him? Um, I think I think it's pretty. Um, he doesn't have a lot of pitching. Um, he's all offense. His offense is probably better than mine. Um, but he has shown the ability to kind of stream pitchers and kind of do that. But a lot of people are going to be doing that um, for this match because anyway, it's playoffs. Everyone wants to get the players. So um, I was just looking at the wire and like there's no pitchers left anyways. Um, so we'll see how, how it goes. Um, feeling pretty confident she'll be able to beat him. Kind of disappointed it's not Jamil though because um, he started that beef and uh, he can't finish it. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. So um, I guess I'll have to face Max instead. Uh, and now, I think one of the things that is interesting about your situation, you mentioned streaming pitchers. You've been very committed to the veteran presence uh, uh, moniker so far. Mm. Would you consider, though, if it came down to it in the crunch play of time, would you consider adding some younger guys who could help you out? No, definitely not. Um, the whole point of the season was just to um, win with style, um, kind of. I already, I already did it last season, like, winning a championship. It's already been done before. Um, I, the whole point is to win with style, to win with a team that's all older. And so this entire season, um, no one has ever started that on my team that's ever under 30, and that's not going to change for playoffs. Um, so I think it's always good to have kind of a gimmick going in. Um, makes that win so much better. If you're just kind of like some of the other teams, like Flex, you're trying to build, oh, get all the good players, like, Anybody can win with if you have all the good players, right? Um, so it's always good to kind of try to do something different, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and now, you did win the championship last year. Mm. Uh, so far, no one has ever gone back-to-back -back or been a two-time champion in the league. What makes you think you can be the first? Um, um, I think that um, my team, a lot of the... A lot of the key players are still there from last year's team, um, like Kinsler, Beltre, Cespedes. Um, a lot of the key players are still there. Um, there's some turnover, but um, I think that overall team's pretty solid. Um, yeah, so it should be, should be fine. <laughs> and so I guess my final question for you now uh, is if you were just to make a, a statement to the other playoff teams, uh, to everyone listening... What would you say? What would you say about your chances of success and how you feel going into these playoffs? Um, I think I would say that um, it's time to it's time to play. Um, during the during the regular season, um, it doesn't really matter what your record was. Um, I do have I do see I have six losses, um, but I still ended up fourth place. Uh, some of those losses um, may not have been true losses. Um, can't really comment on that here uh, on record. Um, but let's just say that uh, the six losses aren't uh, just because you lose six games doesn't mean I'm any worse than any of the other top three teams there. Uh, so beware, and I'm coming for you guys, and I'm going to win again. Uh, it's time to play indeed. Jeffrey Chow, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. That was Jeffrey Chow, owner of Veteran Presence. Thank you very much, Jeffrey, for being on this program. Of course, Jeffrey Chow is not playing Max Brand in the first round, as I suggested. He is playing Mike Kaminsky, uh, although he does have a chance to face Jamil in the semifinals, which I think is a very exciting possibility now. Next up, we have a bit of an unorthodox interview uh, with our third-place owner being interviewed by myself, Nick Penner. Please welcome to the show, Nick Penner. 
I'm here today with a very valued member of the FlexFox Fantasy Federation, uh, a terrifically successful podcaster, and frankly, just a really good-looking guy. Uh, my guest at this time, Nick Penner. How are you, Nick? Uh, well, thank you, Nick Penner, for that lovely introduction. May I say you are also looking very well. Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing excellent myself. Well, that's great, Nick Penner. So my first question for you would have to be, how do you feel that your regular season went? Well, Nick Penner, to tell you the truth, I am pretty happy with it. There were some downs, yes. I made some, not necessarily mistakes, but some questionable decisions near the end, and that was unfortunate. But on the whole, there were far more ups than downs. I had a lot of adversity this season that I battled back from. I overcame many obstacles in my way, and now I am sitting very pretty in a position where I am the number two seed in the Tough Customers Conference, and I have won the Evil Division of Evil, which is a very prestigious division, probably the most prestigious of them all, and I'm just so happy to be going into the playoffs in this position. So tell me, Nick. What are your expectations for the playoffs? Well, Nick, it's always tough to judge your expectations for the playoffs. Last season going in, I was very much shooting for the championship, but I did win a third-place matchup against Flex Fox, which, while nowhere near as good, was also rewarding in its own special way. But, like I said, the Flex Fox championship is the top tier of trophy that has ever been invented, and I would like nothing more than to capture it and to really liberate the league from the other terrible, terrible contenders for the top prize. So Nick, are there any particular players you think that we should keep an eye on during your first round matchup? Well, I'm glad you asked, Nick. My team has a lot of depth to it right now, and depth in unexpected ways. So when you look at my headers, I've got top guys. I've got MVP Jose Altuve. I've got Carlos Beltran, who's been amazing this season. Guys like McCann and Mike Napoli, who are absolute mashers. But then there's sort of a, a B tier, an unexpected tier, of guys like Eduardo Nunez and Brandon Crawford, who are just killing it in San Francisco these days. Melvin Upton Jr. has been very nice since joining Toronto. Even guys like Brock Holt and Keon Broxton came out of nowhere to just absolutely rake as members of the man. And when it comes to pitching, frankly, I am in a league of my own because I have the strongest bullpen ever assembled in the history of the league. And with that bullpen, I fully intend to close out this matchup in the first round and keep riding that all the way to the championship. Now, speaking of the first round, you have a matchup with Ash this week. How do you feel that your teams match up? Well, Nick, Ash is a tough competitor. He's a fighter, very fierce, uh, very intense personality. But I think when you compare the quality of our rosters, the quality of the management, the quality of just who we are as human beings, it is clear I am ahead on every single count. And while I wish Ash all the best, I have no ill feelings towards him, I want a good, clean matchup with him, I am very certain that at the end of the day, I will be the one on top. Moving on, looking forward to that semifinal, being one step closer to the thing I covet the most in this world. Now, one final question for you, Nick. Uh, if you were to make sort of a statement 
to the other owners in the league, those you're facing in the playoffs, those who are watching these matchups, what would you say to them? What is your, your message for your competition? What I'd like to say, Nick, is that there are a lot of people who are doubting me right now. People who are saying that Flex is better than you, Ryan's better than you, even, even Chow and Kaminsky are better than you. And to them, I say that is garbage. I am the best owner in the history of this league. I have taken this league personally and put it on my back. I have created podcasts. I have created brilliant web contact. I have created a roster of genuine superstars. And I have just carried this league time in, time out. And now people are thinking that, that maybe I'm second-guessing myself. Well, I just have one thing to say to those people. I am the greatest of all time forever and ever. I'm back, baby. Thank you for your time, Nick. You too, Nick. That was Nick Penner, owner of The Man. What a great interview that was. So much better than all the others. Uh, up next, though, we have another interesting interview, this time with our friend Ryan Neeson, owner of The Mad King. Now the regular season is over. How do you feel that it went for your team? Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm really happy. Uh... It kind of sucks. I lost the last matchup against Chow. Um, but you know what? He had a good week. I still had a decent week. Came close to 300 points, but, you know, you can't win every week. I guess you got to get lucky sometimes to, you know, go. Yeah, I did pretty good overall, 17-2. I'm, I'm happy with how I did. Hopefully I can keep it rolling in the playoffs. And, you know, it's never good to end on a loss, but, you know. Overall, I'm pretty ecstatic. Like, apparently I broke a record for best record – sorry, best uh, – in-season record, at least, for 17-2. So, honestly, no complaints for me at all. I'm pretty pretty excited. So, uh, You did mention that you broke that record. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's a, a positive step for your team, or does it add a bit of extra pressure for you now? Uh, yeah, I really can't lose in the first round. That's going to be pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but, no, no, honestly, it's something to be proud of. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize... What the record? Sorry, what the previous record was before I started this uh, this run, I guess. But I was, you know, it was, it was a nice surprise. Um, definitely, it's something to be proud of. Um, you know, I, I you know I could go you know nine and nine, and I'd rather win the playoffs. That's my that's my main goal this year. You know, but it's something extra that's nice. You know, it's always good to do well in the regular season. But now my main focus is on the playoffs, and uh, that's. That's when the real season starts, in my opinion. So, mm -hmm. now you did say that your main focus is on winning the championship. Mm -hmm. uh, is that the expectation for you? Would you be willing to settle for anything less? Uh, throughout the season, I've been making trades, and uh, I'm not mortgaging the future. But you know, I've traded a lot of picks for next year. I've traded Alex Reyes, David Dahl, Jock Patterson, all in the hopes of bettering my team this year. Um, now, obviously, on the last better-known owner, I mentioned how I could have a dynasty, but, uh, like, the main goal for me this year is to win. Same for you, same for most of the game in the playoffs. So uh, that's pretty much the main goal right now. I've worked really hard to get into the playoffs and uh, hope that they can make my mark. The championship is the goal, but, you know, this league is pretty top-heavy. There's a lot of good teams, um, you know, and... Obviously, you gotta get lucky to win, and hopefully, they can get lucky. So that's the goal right now, obviously. But uh, you know what? I've had a pretty good year so far. My main, <laughs> my main focus right now is not to get bounced in the first round, and we'll just keep going from there. <laughs> mm, uh, now you do have your first round matchup booked. You'll be playing Max Brown in the first round. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a good matchup for you? Do you think it's a winnable one? 
You know, I've never talked to the guy. I've, I've never played the guy. I don't know much about him. I know he's friends with uh, Mike, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. His like, I was going through his um, his team. It's pretty solid. He has really good pitching matchups for next week. Um, uh, his team is very hot and cold. He has had many, you know, many weeks with around 200 points. And if he has a week like that, obviously I'm going to crush him. But you know, he's had some other weeks where he gets upwards of 200, you know, 250 to almost 300. So anything can really happen. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take him as an easy win. Obviously not. But you know, I'd rather play him than you know play flex for you. So I guess that's a that's a positive in the first round. But you know, I'm not, I'm not expecting this to be an easy win. But I think you know all my teams shown throughout the year. You know how good the offense has been lately. I think it's a winnable matchup for sure. Uh, you mentioned your offense. Uh, you've got a, a great team this season, obviously. Is there any player in particular you think we should be paying attention to these playoffs? Well, my big off, sorry, my big um, trade deadline acquisition of Andrew McCutcheon. Now, obviously, David Dahl has worked out very well. Um, he's kind of cooling down a bit, but he's still hitting over 300, so you really can't complain. But Andrew McCutcheon has really torn it up of, as of late, all of August season fantastic and giving me a nice added boost now i wish i got a pitcher but my offense is going to be on fire i like they're putting up really high numbers of points um chris bryant too he's every single week he's putting up like 30 plus points and that can really make or break a team so a guy like chris bryant mccutcheon like what i like about my team is that any single player can have a hot week and put up massive points because almost every single player is an all-star and every single player is capable of having a hot week. I'm not sure who's going to have a hot week this week. Hopefully, you know, a lot of them. <laughs> but I think mean, keep an eye out for Chris Bryan and McCutcheon. Those are two of my hottest players. And even Jose Abreu, he, he started off really, really cold. And he, he was hitting like 237 in the middle of June. And now he's close to 290. So he's really heated up too. And I can go on and go on about how Almost every player on my team is heated up, like Dozier too. And but I think I made my point. Uh, it's a pretty good offense, so hopefully they can keep it up for next week. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Uh, all the best luck to you. Uh, and I guess my final question for you would be that if you were to uh, send a direct message to all the other owners in the playoffs, what would you want them to know? What would you have to say about yourself and your chances in the playoffs? Well, you know, I've I've put up massive point totals um, throughout the season. I'm 17 and two. I've only lost two matchups, and if you consider the Community Shield, I'm 18 and two, right? So that's a 90% chance of sorry, well, 90% winning percentage, right? So I don't know. I think odds looking pretty good for me to you know at least make a dent in the playoffs. Hopefully, teams. I think teams are scared of me. You know, I think a lot of players, a lot of people are happy they're not playing me. So that's probably a good sign. Yeah, I think I'm, you know, I'm coming for your flex. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm really excited if I get to him at the finals. That's kind of the, I feel like that's been the build up throughout the season, but we'll see, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. But I think, you know, people are scared and they should be. <laughs> uh, excellent. People are scared and they should be. Uh, yeah, well, I think that's just, uh, just about it. Uh, thank you very much. No problem. Thanks for having me. Ryan Neeson, owner of the Mad King, thank you very much for being on this program. Of course, that brings us to our final playoff owner interview, probably the most sought-after interview of them all with our number one playoff seed, owner of Congo Community College. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Flex Fox. 
I am here today with FlexFox, the... Uh, I guess we don't know if you're number one or number two seed yet, huh? I think we do know that I'm number one. There's no way that I won't be number one. This is both for uh, my own good and to my own detriment, as it means that I'm going to be facing Sam in uh, round one. Uh, yeah, so just right away, how do you feel about your upcoming round one matchup with Sam? It's definitely a more dangerous matchup than I would like. I'm still ex- I'm still very confident that I'll beat him uh, because his team is shit. But at the same time, he has shown an ability to score 300 points every now and then. Uh, very fair. Now, looking back on the regular season, how do you feel it went? Did it live up to your expectations? It is... The only way that I can classify my regular season is as a complete and utter failure. Uh, Two losses, too many, simply put. Uh, And so are you looking for a a little bit of retribution for those two losses in the playoffs? Um, Well, I don't expect that I'll be facing Chow at any point in the playoffs, so I can't really come back against him. And to be honest, I don't expect that I'll be facing Ryan either, so I can't come back against him. The way that I see it, Michael is going to beat Chow in the first round, so I will face him in the second round, and then we all know that I will be facing you in the finals. So, Are there any particular players on your team that we should be keeping an eye on during these playoffs? Are you telling me to give away my secrets? Yes. I would have said before today that you should be worried about Danny Duffy, but then he allowed seven runs against Boston today. Um, Bryce Harper is getting hot. Bryce Harper is obviously the king of this league. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you'll just have to you have to see. I think all of my players are very, very strong. My offense has been hitting its stride again these past couple of weeks, so... Uh, I don't think that there's anyone that can come close to beating me. Mm. Now, last season, in 2015, you ended up finishing in fourth place overall. Yeah. Uh, would that uh, be an acceptable result for you this season, too? No. The only acceptable result is winning the championship. There were only two things that meant anything this season. One was having an unbeaten record, which I utterly failed to do, and the other is to obviously win. Uh, Last year was the first time that I had made the playoffs, so I was just happy to make the playoffs. And to be honest, at the beginning of the season, I wasn't even sure that I would make the playoffs that season. So for me to have taken down Cam in the first round was a great accomplishment for my team. But... uh, now there's only one goal. Uh, I guess my final question then would have to be, if you were going to give just a direct message to Sam and to the other teams you're going to face in these playoffs, what would you say? What would you say about yourself? My direct message to Sam is that he should change his team logo. Um, why I, I don't understand why his team logo is still Ben Revere. He doesn't own Ben Revere. His name doesn't have anything to do with Ben Revere. So, fuck you, Sam. 
Um, everybody else have fun losing to me, especially you, Nick. Thank you very much for your time. Fuck you. Uh, you know what? Let's add, let's edit in another question here. Uh, there seems to be a lot of animosity between you and other league owners. Why? Why are you like this? Every superhero needs a villain. Villains are the most popular characters. People love to hate them. The world needs them. Would If I wasn't acting as a villain, maybe no one else would act as a villain, and then the League would just die. I'm fine with people hating me. They're hating me because I'm better than them. And that was our interview with FlexFox. I want to thank him very much for his time to appear on the program, as well as all the other owners. It was great to delve a little bit deeper into everyone's thoughts and strategies as we head into these playoffs. Next up, we have our regular weekly show episode where we will review and preview all the matches from the previous and upcoming weeks. But first, I wanted to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Mama Teresa's Ristorante. In Ottawa, Mama Teresa's is your home for authentic Italian food. I was there just the other day for lunch. I had a lovely chicken Florentina. Uh, It was very good, very tasty easily the best Italian food I have had in Ottawa. And so I would highly encourage you, whether you're in Ottawa or just passing through town sometime in the future, to check out Mama Teresa's. You can find them in Ottawa at 300 Somerset Street West or online at mamateresa.com. That's www.mamateresa.com. Now... As promised, here is this week's episode of The Weekly Show. Coming to you from the FlexFox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is The Weekly Show. I'm your playoff host, Nick <laughs> the Manpenner, and I'm joined by Europa Whiz Kid, Jeremiah Johnson, and playoff handsome, Jamil Hussan. How's it going, guys? Awesome. <laughs> I'm heartbroken. Oh. Uh, hearts have been broken, thoughts have been cast. Uh, it was a very exciting week, coming down to the very end of the very final game. Yeah. Uh, but now we do know who is in the playoffs. We are ready to go with those matchups and uh, see who's going to be winning the championship this year. Uh, let's just say that I was, uh, either this, I was coming into this podcast either in two ways. One, I was really going to be really pissed, or two... Happy to get in. Thank you, Lim. <laughs> uh, well, why don't we start there, Jamil? You managed to sneak into the playoffs uh, based on two factors. You, of course, uh, won your matchup, beating uh, Richard by an impressive 279 to 158. But you did need to rely on a little scoreboard help from Lim, who managed to knock off Sam. 193, 187.8 uh, at the at the very death of it uh how how does that result feel for you personally like what were your emotions during the week honestly like i've never score watched another team before <laughs> as hard as i did for uh limbs matchup but uh i was just i was just uh me and adam were talking before the week and he told me don't like you'll never know uh sam could shit the bed and uh upsets happen and it it worked out in my favor so i'm happy <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah 
and then uh, obviously you did very well in your matchup. Your team performed very well uh, to get a good point total. But were you giving any sort of any sort of hints to Lim? Was there any sort of communication there between you two? Uh, there's definitely some communication because uh, let's just say I'll, I'll I'll cut right to it. Um, pretty much I talked to him saying uh, I kind of booked him saying why was uh, his offense all on the bench? If you guys noticed, uh, there's a certain day in the week every bat in his lineup was on the bench, and uh, I'm gonna shit on some an owner here, not named Jeffrey Chow for once. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, just when us us three in the panel are starting to respect Mr. Sam over here, sad to hear, but he uh, asked Lim to, quote-unquote, drop the towel on this one and asked him to bench his lineup. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, a match-fixing scandal oh, yep. taking place here. And, uh, and I called out Lim for it, and he had to compete, and he did. I'm happy he did. <laughs> He competed and he won because of that. Uh, a real roller coaster, unbelievable. Like, uh, it's just as much that, like, how much we talked about how his team doesn't really have big names. But if you can't really believe on your team on beating Jeffrey Lim, then, you know, who would believe on your team? Mm. Uh, well stated. <laughs> uh, and of course, that matchup with Lim ended up coming down to the final weekend. Uh, where Lim outscored uh, uh, Sam on both days. Uh-huh. Uh, were you? How closely were you watching just over the weekend? Because like, I gotta say, from my point of view, constantly refreshing. I was, to be honest, like uh, I was refreshing throughout, mostly starting like uh, Friday, Saturday when he, when Lim was kind of getting back into the race. But then, honestly, to be honest, I thought uh, I was done on Sunday, seeing that uh, Kashner was supposed to start for Lim. He got injured. And then Annabelle Sanchez was actually doing decent uh, for uh, Sam, and then he fell apart, and Chris Archer uh, had an awesome start. And that that's when I was like, hey, I actually have a shot in this, and he pulled it off. Happy he did. Uh, he, he really did, uh, and it's uh, uh, much to your advantage, obviously, as you're in the playoffs now. The same, sadly, cannot be said for our good friend Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah, you did win your matchup, 174.4 to 169.7, squeaking past Jathish, but then on the other side of the coin, Ash was also a victor, beating Wesley 224.6 to 198.5, leaving you out of the playoffs. I mean, that's got to be heartbreaking for you, right? Well, it's it's tough, but you know what? I just to weigh in before we before we talk about this sad story here, I think that's Sam. That's really gutless. Um, that you would ask Jeffrey to throw a matchup yep. to make the playoffs. Like, you had seven starts and Jeffrey had five, and he still beat you. You don't, deserve, you don't deserve to be in. And to uh, ask somebody to compromise the integrity of the league, to me, is ridiculous. That's pretty like, disappointing. He, he should be fine. He should be, there should be something happening. Fuck you, Sam. And <laughs> Jeffrey, you did the right thing. Honestly, if you had thrown it, I don't know if there would have been punishment or something. I don't even know how Jamil found this out personally. But I was just checking. I was just checking his lineups, and then I saw it. And I'm like, "What are you doing, bro?" <laughs> I'm like, but uh, <laughs> I, I will admit that I also tried to coach Wes, and uh, unfortunately, well, that's, Wes that's is, different, though. That's different. Wes yeah. is much difficult, more difficult <laughs> to uh, coach. Like he had Upton on his bench when he dropped like 17 points, and. Uh, but the way I see it, though, it is heartbreaking. 
Um, but I didn't deserve to be in the playoffs, frankly, because I shouldn't have been in the position of needing Ash to lose anyway. So, And my point totals were less than his. I mean, I, I'm filling roster spots with prospects, right? Barrios, Gallo, guys like that. So uh-huh. to be honest, I don't really think I, I didn't see myself as a playoff team, but the more the season went on and I was still hanging around mathematically, I was kind of getting excited. So it is disappointing. Mm. Uh, now, I will also point out that, Jeremiah, in your matchup uh, against Jathish, you almost blew it on the final day as well. Uh, you only put up 3.3 points uh, to almost lose your own matchup in the end. Which matchup were you watching more carefully down the stretch, Ashes or your own? Um, Ashes for sure, but then like as Sunday was unfolding, I was going, well, this is going really south really quickly, <laughs> and if I don't win, it doesn't even matter watching the matchup, so I kind of shifted to my own. But I think once I saw that Ash was going to beat West, I didn't really care about the outcome of mine anyway. So, I mean, finishing 8 and 11 instead of 9 and 10 is, is kind of trivial if you're not going to make the playoffs, right? So, mm-hmm. um, to be honest, I feel like 9th and 10th, that, that area there is ironically the worst place to finish because you're not, like, I'm not really a ninth place, 10th place team. With the way my lineup is constructed, I'm, I'm probably much lower than that. So the likelihood that I actually win Europa is low. And I don't get to, get to compete for the first overall pick, which is something I actually want. So it's kind of a bad spot to be in. The worst of both worlds, in a sense. Yeah, you miss the playoffs, and you I probably won't win the Europa League. So, tough. Uh, you never know. It might be, it could, Europa's looking like a toss-up right now between who is it, you or Sam, and camp, I believe, so you'll never know. Well, Australia shit the bed tonight, so <laughs> he's minus eight points to the Angels, so eh, mm. fucking uh, A tough start for you. Uh, a couple of other interesting matchups last week, though. Uh, obviously ones with fewer direct ramifications to the playoffs. Uh, Garth McInnes uh, beat Phillip by a score of 183.7 to 182.2, a one-and-a-half-point victory for Garth M. there, uh, to the point where uh, we, a little insider knowledge, the official standings were delayed in their posting just to make sure there weren't any stat corrections for that matchup. But uh, uh, at least for Garth McInnes, he finishes the season on a bit of a high note. Uh, Overall record of 9-10, and which is more respectable than what he had earlier in the year. Yeah, I mean... uh, Phillips in the flex phase, and uh, go Phillip. First overall pick, buddy. Uh, Garth, I, I mean, 9 and 10, trust me, it's not a fun time. Next year, maybe it's playoff time, mm. right? I don't, I don't know. Garth could be a sneaky pick for Europa, but I just don't think he's active enough to actually yeah, pull fix, it off. fix yeah. his lineup with Dustin Pedroia and Will Myers being hurt. So, probably not, but... Hey, you know what? I guess uh, he's just kind of there. I don't know. He's just there. He's just like it's like a warm body, I guess. So not intense, respectable, and uh, Nick took the division by like eight games, so that's got to be pleasing. But you did lose to Flex. Uh, I did indeed. Uh, I decided not to try, and I lost, which was uh, not really surprising, I think, to anyone. Uh, I'm sure Flex feels bitterly disappointed that he didn't get a chance to play me in an honest match, but 
something tells me we'll see that one down the road a little bit. Was there any strategy behind just throwing this matchup, or...? Well, if you look back, you can see that I used my ad drops for the week very specifically in order to position my team better for this upcoming week in the playoffs. Uh, and I also didn't want to do anything crazy to rock the boat. I didn't want to give up roster spots, didn't want to risk it on streamers. So, frankly, um, I was not concerned. I, I knew for several weeks now that my pitching was going to be terrible this week, uh, that I was not going to have a lot of starts. And so, just in general, I was not concerned about the result. And uh, if Flex really needs the win for his ego that badly, it's probably better that he has it. I don't want him having a conniption over there. <laughs> Does it bother you that you finished behind Flex in the league standings? Absolutely not. I mean, the league standings are what losers look to after they're eliminated <laughs> in the playoffs so that they can have some sort of condolence. Wow. Something uh, to hold on to, yeah. The fact that Flex is already bragging about having the best regular season record in league history is just, it's so sad, because it's like he doesn't understand what really counts in the league. Uh, maybe maybe someone else should be explaining the league rules to him for a change. <laughs> well, well um, on that note, would you rather have Ash as you do, or do you think Flex has a more favorable matchup uh, based on his seating? I forget who he has. Who he plays? It's uh, me. It's me. As Jamil, so he's got me. Yeah. Uh, it's Flex against Jamil, and I. I mean, no offense to either guy, Jamil yeah. Ash, great guys, love them both. Uh, but I'm happy with the matchup I've got against Ash this week. Uh, Jamil's a very tough team. He fought hard all season. He fought hard in the past two weeks just to make the playoffs. Uh, he's got a great squad. Uh, Ash, maybe maybe a little bit of a weaker squad. Maybe some mismatches I can take advantage of, and so. I'm happy with what I ended up having. Do you uh, do you look forward to uh, a potential rematch with Flex in an all-out uh, one-week standoff? I mean, I don't I don't want to be too bold, make too many predictions on this show, uh, but I will say that I do envision a finals matchup in the future, uh, and I like to envision myself as sort of the 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 best manager in the league the, as a human being you know yeah. the best yeah. <laughs> the best human being uh and flex is sort of the opposite of that and so if there were to be a climactic battle of good and evil for the soul of the league in the championship matchup i would be okay with that well i mean speaking of a climactic battle for league supremacy and a gentleman who would dispute your title as the best human being in the league ryan Neeson <laughs> loses this week 289 to 318. Anyone surprised that he goes down to Chow at all? Uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit surprised. Like, uh, I think this was a bit of a statement for Chow. I mean, I know that a lot of people have been talking down on him. His fortunes have not been the best as of late, but uh, he, he turned it on here. He showed what his team is all about. Ryan just got off to a, a brutal start this week. Didn't have any closing either, so uh, he... Uh, he still put up a good point total in an otherwise unfortunate loss for him. And, I mean, you talk about me feeling bad that I don't have a, a better record than Flex. I think he's the one that feels real bad about it. Well, I mean, once Danny Valencia is done punching people in the mouth, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah. Well, here's my thing. If uh, And I don't know how the bracket works specifically. I'm... Flex gets mad when I'm uninformed, so I'm going to go bring up the bracket so I can read it and have a look. But um, 
if you had to face Chow in a semifinal matchup, does this victory concern you more? Does it just tell you something you already know? I mean, he's not a top three team, right? We would all agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to get in Ryan's head a little bit, I think Ryan has a lot of reasons to be nervous about his playoff chances going forwards. Uh, but the fact that he doesn't have to play Chow again until potentially the finals has to be a relief to him because that was a, a hard-fought matchup that he couldn't come out on top of. So I, I think he wouldn't want to see what would happen to him in a, a playoff matchup when it really counted in the semis. So just to, just to clarify here, potential semifinal matchups would have Ryan and Nick facing off and Chow and Flex if nobody was upset. Um, do you think you're a tougher matchup than Chow? A better team, if you will. Me? Yeah. Uh, I would. I would think so. Yeah. I would think that my team is is pretty much better than Chow's across the board. Uh, even even if the most recent results don't indicate that, people who are looking at that are are just as big fools as people that look at the regular season standings. So uh, no, I I am happy with the uh, matchup against Ryan. Uh, really, in a lot of ways. I don't, I don't want to be too braggadocious, but the playoff <laughs> bracket was pretty much exactly what I wanted. But I got I got to ask Jamil, though, as someone who has the potential of facing Chow in the semifinals, oh, what his thoughts are on that. Oh, I would love that. If you, if love you upset it. Flex. Love it. <laughs> could have, yeah, you could have scripted it. You could have scripted any better. Like, no, uh, I... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, if I do get lucky first round, that's like, you know... Would like I would want for sure. Like I know regular season don't matter, but time to like I beat him. I have beaten him twice, but playoffs a whole different level. So hopefully I uh, do get that that potential dream matchup right there. Who is the, which squad is uh the better bet presence? Well, I mean, if you were to take down Flex, would we see a bunch of posts on the Facebook page? Oh yeah. Shut up. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and um, just to like uh, answer the question for Nick, I like I do really think by far Nick has a better team compared to Chow because Chow is really like he's either gonna like have a sick ass week like he did last week or really just like underperform to his level. Like I, there's no question that Nick's the better team on that one. A bold mm-hmm. statement, I would say. Yeah, confidently bold statement. From both Nick and Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in matchups that I suppose don't really matter, Cam beats Aiden with a good point total, riding the uh, coattails of Josh Donaldson's hat trick home run performance. Mm, he's back. Um, <laughs> our Battle of Europe, Mike beats Max Brand on two really low point totals in a matchup of, I guess, that decided who gets Ryan <laughs> and who gets uh, Mr. Chow. <sighs> Which sets up a Mike Chow matchup, which I'm not going to lie, I I really like Mike in that matchup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's going to be, I think, the best first-round matchup of all of them. That, Probably. that one's going to go down yeah. to the wire. I, I'm going to take Mike. I'm going to make the standout prediction that Mike handles Chow, and uh, Jamil doesn't get his dream matchup. <laughs> well... That's tough because I, if I do pull off the upset, I would want Chow, but Kaminsky's a he's a Neil brother, so if he's someone's gonna beat him, I, I don't I wouldn't mind it. 
Can you guys just explain that reference for all of oh, us who don't understand? Nothing. It just like we all went to the same high school and like not to sound oh. cheesy or anything, but like oh, okay. it was it was a brotherhood, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. And who who is in the brotherhood now? Like what do you mean? Uh, which 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 Neil members are in the league still? Oh, so uh, who in the league went to Neil? Me, Adam, uh, Kaminsky, Philip, and Wesley. I think uh, if I miss anybody out, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wesley, you let me down. Fuck the brotherhood. <laughs> Fuck the brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, does anyone think Max Brand has a chance to upset Ryan this week? I mean, I know that we're not supposed to talk about this week's results quite yet. I know, but... I will point out that he's currently doing so. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Max Rand is ahead of, ahead of Ryan at the moment, so uh, I guess we'll see how that one plays out, won't we? Yeah, I guess I'm I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. Last week's just really boring when you get into the shitty matchups that nobody cares about. Which... Well, speaking of a matchup I care immensely about... Uh, uh, Garth Newton beat Payne <laughs> with a, a, such an impressive total, 200 points uh, to 120.8, uh, which is, I'm sure, just setting up their future rivalry in the Flix Fox Vaz, uh, two teams near the bottom of the table. But Garth Newton had the edge this week. Can we point out that Gary Sanchez is a beast? Uh, and can, Gary Sanchez is killing him. Can we also point out that he Jeez. was picked up? Yeah, you mentioned it last week. Yeah, like, and that's a catcher catcher spot too. Who was like everybody is probably in desperate need of catchers. Like this well, year's uh, this year's catchers, uh, the, uh, players have been horrible. In fairness, mm. when he was picked up originally, he was DH. He was a DH. Yeah, yeah no, I'm just saying if he like if you're like Garth, you end up getting him. It's a bonus that he could play catcher too. Nick said uh, this before, and it'll be really interesting to see who Garth keeps and who he doesn't. But. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a favorite for the Vaz, potentially. And Payne has posted on Facebook he is, in fact, alive. She did? <laughs> so, I mean, that's promising shit right there. He's Payne back from the dead. Yeah, like, I saw him post today, actually, and I almost crapped myself. Let me see if I can <laughs> what he said. Uh, Nick with the C.J. Edwards crap. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh... Garth Newton's amused by the anti-Kaminsky thing. Payne says, thanks, guys, but I left room for someone at the very bottom. Um, no, you didn't. You're in last place. No. I don't know I don't know what you're talking about. Don't he know did what win that, that one matchup, though, back in week two, so uh, hey. did, not, did not have the imperfect season, so I guess good good on Payne. Like oh, I, I'm not, con- win a second I'm not matchup, convinced though. that he purposely just wanted the worst record of all time. Just to have, like, a plaque of something, you know? Mm. Uh, entirely possible. If I wasn't going to get thrown out of the league, I would tank as well for the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Why not? I don't. Well, he has, that, well, he has to win the base, though, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You could just, like, bench your players and then just go at the pick, you know? The base. Oh, true. Yeah. Why not? Well, this is a very brief uh, wrap-up of last week, but... Um, I mean, we we talked about you beating Richard. I mean, that's not surprising. Oh yeah, like a like no disrespect to. Oh, there you go. I missed out Richard. So how could I forget the Richard from the Brotherhood? My bad, Richard. 
<laughs> fully, fully left him out. My bad, Richard. But uh, yeah, uh, he was up like like 40 points, I believe, like in the middle of the week. But I wasn't too worried. I knew my team was eventually going to come overcome that, and uh, it did by a large margin. Yeah, you uh, had an impressive week and definitely also, des- uh, deserves the sorry. playoff spot. Yeah, also just uh, happy to have Rich Hill finally make his uh, BVP debut. There you go. Last week. <laughs> yep. And well, he... you. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, he had a good start. Six, uh, I believe, six innings, no one, uh, no one runs. So, yeah. A battle of the presence hopefully will uh, <laughs> will happen. And so... Nick, Nick, I'll rely on the hype video if that happens. All right. <laughs> I will custom craft it, brother. Yeah, for, right. full uh, full disclosure to anybody listening, Nick made a pretty hilarious video that I watched at work today. Um, I love the recordings of everyone. Nick's picture is hilarious. And, I mean, he the only thing I will critique him on is that there was way too many players at the end of the video facing off. Like, one round, okay. But, like, we went through three rounds, and I was like... Man, does anybody still care? Like, who is... You know, sometimes the timings don't work out like you intend them to. Sometimes your math is a little bit off <laughs> and at the last minute. you got to plug some extra guys in there because you're up against the deadline and you got to upload it before the playoffs start. Like, but, uh... like, who cares about Springer versus whoever? I mean, <laughs> really. But Flex versus, like, Jameel, yeah, I care about that, right? So I'll do, I'll do say that I love the throwing of CJ Edwards in there. I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I will say that to anyone listening who was disappointed, I mean, top that. Go out and make your own hype video. It's true. Hype, your, hype yourself, hype the league, hype a matchup. I mean, you know, do it. It's true. Well, let's uh, let's hype up the playoffs. Let's have a look. All right. So what matchups do we want to start with? We want to go from the t- uh, bottom to top, top to bottom, Let's go bottom to top. All right. Let's go to the vase matchups. Payne and Richard in a battle of uh, Asian supremacy here. Who do we like? Payne's actually oh, winning this matchup right now. And I repeat, Payne is winning this matchup right now. I mean, if I was a gambling man like Flex or Kaminsky, I would definitely be putting money on this because it's probably as even a matchup as, like, Craps's or Blackjack. Uh, both teams are very much refusing to set proper lineups. Yep. Uh, just sort of, just sort of throwing caution to the wind, letting the chips fall where they may. Uh, so far, uh, like you said, Payne is on top thanks to a, a pretty nice performance today from Trevor Bauer. But I mean, time alone will tell who the gods favor in this one. I'm gonna take Payne. Mm, I'm done believing in Payne. <laughs> So. Now, now of all times, you're done believing in pain. Well, because like we hope every week and nothing's happened. So his one victory is against Richard. Payne wins this week. Uh, fair enough. Uh, good point. In a battle of teams that I actually like better than the other matchup completely, Philip and Garth both have reasons to uh, look to the future. Riding the uh, Francisco Lindor hype train is Philip, <laughs> and uh, countering with the. Uh, Gary Sanchez uh, yacht is uh, Garth. Garth, and I mean a bunch of other nice pieces too. Uh, Zach Davies has been really good for for him. Uh, Dylan Bundy's a reason to be happy. I mean, is Billy Hamilton being a useful fantasy player again? Probably not, but Trey Turner is. Who do we like? 
I like Garth personally. Well, Garth did put up a, a nice total last week, so I think he's got the momentum. I was saying this offline to some people recently, but the owners I like the most in the entire league are the owners who are very active, very with it, but have just terrible teams. Because I I respect that a lot. you got to see your team through good times and bad. Uh, and that's what Garth Newton is going through right now. He's been a, a great owner in his one year in the league. He's been very attentive, made lots of moves, lots of good moves, frankly. And so I would love to see him win this and uh, win the first overall draft pick. I think that would be a great story for him. I would as well. Go, Garth. Yeah, Garth will probably got this one. So we'll enter into the Europa League, which, uh, frankly, I don't understand the title, but that's okay. Um, Bottom of the... It's a, it's a soccer thing. It's not real. Yeah, I know it's a soccer thing, but Europa and soccer is pointless, too, so... Yeah. People come up with dumb names in this league. Someone should change them. Yeah, like Flex Fox <laughs> Fantasy League. That's fucking stupid. Terrible. Yeah, who came up well, with that one? <laughs> well, um, he does pay the bills, so and he funds this website. So I can also think of one other incompetent person who likes putting their name on lots of things, uh, but he might just be the next president. So uh, top that flex. It's not Cam, right? Because like Cam. They like to put his name on things too. Uh, yeah, Cam Flex and Donald Trump, the Holy Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the bottom of this bracket, we got Garth McInnes against your boy Lim here. Are you gonna stand by Lim in this matchup? Can lightning strike twice though? It did. It, it did. It did for this girl at my school. She died. Um, oh. Unfortunately, yeah. sad news, but uh, <laughs> it did though twice. All right, but uh, <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> welcome to the darkest podcast ever. But uh, like Lim, love you, brother, but uh, uh it's gonna be hard. <laughs> He's up twenty-two to nothing, so I'm gonna take Lim. I believe the power of ugly has returned. It has. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as much as I love Garth McInnes, I want him to be successful. Uh, I'm very happy, and I'm I'm sure that Cam is trying to manage it in a way that he uh, he can face Garth later on in the playoffs. Uh, I just I don't see Lim not winning this matchup so long as he doesn't collude with Garth and keeps all his players in his lineup. Oh shit! Well, speaking of Cam, Cam takes on the man who couldn't help me last week, Wes. Is West, <laughs> is West gonna win this week and piss me off even more? Uh, probably. I have Cam on this one. I'm gonna. Cam needs to ride Josh Donaldson to victory. Mm, I mean, it's hard to pick against Cam here. He's a passionate guy. Uh, has not a terrible team, and as good as Wesley has been so far in this matchup, I don't see him winning out. So I, I would go Cam too. Yeah. Fucking uh, Just hold on. I just want to uh, interrupt for a second. Uh, probably ed- edit this one. I just gotta answer the door for someone, and then someone, uh, somebody messaged me when we're talking about like the series play- playoff matchups. <laughs> I just, okay. Yeah, I just gotta answer the door and give uh, give this person yeah. what they need. All right. Sure. All right. Well, so well, you guys, can, you guys can go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Jam- Jamil completes his drug deal. Um, 
<laughs> we'll, we'll just edit this part out till Jamil gets back. Do we have to? I like it. Okay, we can leave it in. <laughs> okay. Unfiltered, so, straight from the source. That's too bad. I wanted his opinion. But uh, my matchup this week, I take on Jatish again in a matchup of, like, I already did this last week. Hmm. Well, now there's grudge to it, though. Now you've got a, a real reason to want to win. Yeah, I guess. We both used our acquisition uh, limits, I think, already, so... Yeah, I was going to say, what, what's up with that? What's your strategy there? Um, So I grabbed Rafael Montero tonight for a spot start because I didn't have seven starts. Um, mm-hmm. And I dropped Carlos Gomez, who has been absolutely terrible. I picked him up thinking, like, maybe he would be okay. But mm-hmm. after he had one good game where he had a home run, and he's been, like, minus points the rest of that time. Right. Um. So I just decided, fuck it, I'll drop him and grab a relief pitcher. Man, someone's dying in that, in that house. Um. I'll grab some relief pitchers. So I've done that, and I've tried to balance my hitting lineup more because I had a lot of hitters and no bullpen arms. So I've added a few guys, Daniel Hudson and uh, Jacob Barrett, both from Arizona, and uh, Viciedo too. So hopeful, uh, hopeful I can get some points from the bullpen this week, and I got a spot start. So that was my acquisition uh, limit there, and I know Jatish added like David Dahl and a couple other guys prospect wise that he had. Right. I guess he's all out now. He's going serious. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's five out of five, so I guess he's trying again. But uh, was your decision to add a bunch of guys like a direct response to his, or was it just two great minds thinking the same thing? No, it was a response to him. I saw that he added a bunch of guys, and I thought, you know what, I probably better do something if he's going to take it seriously. So. I want to take him down. I mean, I want to win. I want to win Europa. I want to be in the Community Shield next year. That's the only reason why I want to win. So, mm. I mean, he added Jules uh, Chassin. He added uh, Robert Gesselman, looks like here. Doll, as you were mentioning. Doll, yeah. Which, why, why you add Doll now? I know. When I, so random. For the past, like, three weeks. Yeah. He added uh, AJ Cole as well. Uh, great moves, Jatish. So, I don't know. I can't really explain it. Maybe he suddenly gives a shit. I don't know. But I'd like to think I can still win the matchup. So, I, I would believe in you. I I think you can go two and do here. As much as, you know, they're, they're evenly matched teams, you and Jatish, in theory, on paper. But I think in practice you have a, a definite edge. I hope so. I I would like to at least win. And I, Do you get anything from winning Europa? You got like a free uh, league entrance? Free entrance next year. So what does the loser get? Nothing, right? Nothing. Nada. Uh, yeah, the rope is kind of a shitty tournament to be in. Mm. I feel like you should get some kind of prop. Like, nothing good, but like something that people would actually want, you know? Yeah. Like the Community Shield idea was cool. Something like that. Um, Sam against Aiden. How do you feel? Uh, Sam and Adam, two first-year owners, uh, facing off in the uh, the uh, Europa League. Uh, both guys, I think I have a lot of respect for, uh, even with Sam's latest treachery. Apparently, I have no respect uh, for Sam after that. I mean, uh, you know, uh, honestly though, if I was in Sam's shoes, like I probably would have done the same thing. Uh, and yeah, you gotta you gotta do what it takes to win, and that's what Sam did. So in that sense, I can I can at least understand, if not respect him. But uh, I do think that uh, Aiden also has a good future in this league, uh, whether he knows it or not. 
I mean, he's got still a, a lot of great guys on his roster, some guys he can keep. Uh, and he has been using his time now near the bottom of the league table to uh, to take some flyers on guys. So, like, James Shields just had a great game for him, which I think is what you have to have your strategy be if you're in that position. Uh, but at the same time, as much as I respect Aiden, I think that Sam is going to win uh, and possibly go all the way to set up a final uh, against you, Jeremiah. Uh, and that would be a, a very exciting time if the two teams that came closest to the playoffs ended up meeting in the Europa League final. Well, that's a glowing endorsement. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I just don't. I have a hard time respecting him. Like, I think if we met in the Europa League final, we'd have. To, I'd have to do a promotional poster. Like, I would just have to shit on him on some poster or something because you do whatever you need to win. But I mean, I wouldn't want to win by knowing somebody else just let me walk on them, right? Mm. Like if if I asked uh, like if Wes rolled down over there and gave all his players a bench spot and Ash beat me, I'd be pretty pissed off, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I mean, like you can't if you focus on that, you know, that's like saying, oh, I didn't, I didn't deserve to win. My opponent didn't optimize his roster. Theoretically, he could have had more points if he'd played different players on different days. He didn't instantly add one guy to the DL. I mean, you know, you can do that forever. And I think at the end of the day, what's what's important is winners win, and uh, and Sam tried to be a winner, but he couldn't be, and now he's a loser. Well, he's not a winner; he's just a loser. Yeah, he he didn't even win. He tried. Yeah. So, so if anything, if anything, critique Sam on his execution and the fact that he couldn't actually pull off such a a very simple scheme. Sam, you literally just had to get 200 points. Like Lim's team is awful. He wasn't even rolling a proper lineup. And you still didn't win. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And Jamil dropped 270 points and could have lost because you asked him to theoretically throw. That's weak sauce, mm. man. That's really weak. I hope you're listening. Be ashamed. And someone give this guy villain of the year. Like you want to talk about a villain? Who asked somebody to throw? That's villainy, right there. It is. That's like Kaminsky-esque. So. Mm. Well, we can't really call Jamil back, so... Do you... Well, let, let's let's talk about uh, some of the upcoming matchups in the consolation bracket. Yeah, we can do that, sure. Let me so, well, I mean, we've, we picked winners all around, right? Yeah. Uh, so I believe we said that Lim was winning and you were winning. Yep. Uh, which would set up one semifinal. And then we said, uh, did you pick Sam or Aiden? I'm gonna take Sam. Unfortunately, I don't. You're gonna take Sam, even with the morality issues. Yeah, you, you his, his team is just better. Yeah. So then that would set up Sam and Cam, which is very Susian. Uh, so I, I mean, uh, how would you feel going up against Lim? Uh, would Would you want that? I, I like my chances. I like out of the people that I could face in the draw, I think I definitely got a more favorable draw. Like, I'm not really afraid of Garth McInnes or Lim, to be honest with you, because Garth isn't active enough to scare me, and Lim's team isn't good enough to scare me. And mm. I know he personally doesn't give a shit. So if I can get through Jathish this week, when he's trying, I have no issue with either of those guys. Um, but the other side of the draw, the uh, Cam West Sam side of the draw, I definitely would be afraid of three out of four of those teams. For sure. The ones you named, Cam, West and Sam? Yeah, I think Cam and West both have really good teams that just underperformed at the beginning of the year. And Cam's team wasn't even together at the beginning of the year. He had a really shit team. But his team's mm-hmm. been really good since he made the Donaldson deal. And Sam's team 
probably should have gotten the playoffs, save for a bad week. So. Yeah, no, I think that uh, Cam versus Sam would be a, a very good matchup for the semifinals. Uh, I I wouldn't know now how to call that one. I think it would all depend on who was uh, hotter going into it. But uh, between uh, Cam and Wes and Sam and Aiden, I think those are both going to be the two close matchups from the Europa League. Uh, I think the other side of the bracket is much more lopsided right now. So, uh, I mean, Wes could definitely pull up an upset. Even if you don't give Aiden as much credit as I do, I still think his roster might be good enough to uh, to see him through. So I guess uh, we'll see what exactly the matchups are. But, I mean, the Europa League's certainly worth watching. All right, yeah. sorry, boys, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would definitely watch it. I wouldn't say that it's, like, unwatchable. So if you, yeah. you want to look at just some competition between teams that just didn't have the best of years, well, there you go, right? When interesting matchups, different managers, different owners, different styles. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just because uh, you're not in the not in the championship playoffs, that doesn't mean you should tune out the league right now. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree with you. You're right. All right, boys. Sorry to jump right in. I'm back. <laughs> well, you're just in time for the playoff discussion. Yeah. Guys. Don't worry. No, no, I'm alive. No drug deals happen. <laughs> no drug deals. People no, are alive. No, my, I just had a friend come by because I borrowed a blazer and then he wanted it back. So yeah. Oh, yeah, fashion yeah. exchange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive into the matchups people really want to hear. Yep. <laughs> um, where do you guys want to start? Uh, uh, lay on. You you pick. Are we going? Yeah. Are we going full on predictor of championship or just first round uh, predictions here? I mean, let, we we already talked a little bit about who we think is gonna win each matchup, or or who possibly could. So let's let's take it a step further now. All right. So week one here, um, we have in the one versus uh, six slot, Ryan and Max Brand. Max Brand currently is leading off a hot start from Rick Porcello. Jeez, Rick Porcello. Yeah, the man just keeps going. Um. <laughs> Does Max have a chance to upset Ryan? Uh, I'm not like Ryan's consistently up in the 300s every single week. I don't know how Max Brand has been like in, ter- in terms of total, but not good. So, yeah, would still for sure put uh, Ryan through this. I I don't think he'll have much difficulty to be honest. Yeah, I think Ryan got has this as well. I don't think it's <laughs> Ryan could beat him by 100 points. I think like it's not going to be close. Uh, I mean, we've talked uh, basically on this episode about how strong the top three and possibly top four and five are in the league. Uh, And, you know, I don't want it to seem like things are anti-competitive or that we know the results from this first round. Uh, And it's certainly possible. Any team can win any week. Upsets happen all the time. Uh, And I think that Max probably has the lowest odds of pulling off an upset of uh, anyone in the first round. But he still has a chance, so uh, I would I would like to see what happens with that matchup. Maybe Max will make it interesting, but you got to think that Ryan will ultimately win out 99 out of 100 times. But, the best best team in the league, so. Nick, but Nick, do you really believe uh, Max has the lowest chance of an upset compared to Ash against you, or you're just being humble here? <laughs> uh, honestly, I mean, I would I would honestly think that Ash has a slightly better chance of upsetting me in our matchup, but it's a question of, you know, 2% against 1%. Uh, 
So Ryan wins his matchup 99 times out of 100. I win mine 98 times of 100, you know? Uh-huh. But uh, I think part of that is that Ash, uh, I, he, any owner that had to be very active in the past week or two to make the playoffs, who had an emphasis on preparing their team for this situation, I think they have a natural advantage in the playoffs where preparation is the name of the game. You've got to know every player's every matchup to make the best decisions for your team. And so I think in that sense, Ash has really turned it on in the past two weeks. I know there have been some claims. Maybe he's a, a lazier owner. Maybe he doesn't care as much as some other guys do. But I think he has come on strong late. And uh, maybe if he carries that over, that'll give him a higher chance of winning against me. Well, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I've i been the first guy in line to bash uh, Ash's uh, management skills. But he's actually my pick for upset of the week this week. I think he's actually in the best position out of anybody in this uh, bracket to pull off an upset. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I don't think he gets a lot of respect. I think his, the way his starts line up this week, he's he's positioned pretty well. He's got nine starts, so if he's going to take down Nick, he needs all of those starts to go well. Um, yeah, I just think that if you're looking at the playoff matchups, I it's close. Like him and Jamil, I think are very are very close. But I would take Ash to upset Nick. Slightly Fair more enough. often yeah, than yeah. I would take uh, Jimmy to upset Flex. And part of that, I will be honest, relies on the fact that uh, Nick has had some low point totals. Um, he had a couple bad weeks that I remember in like the low 200s, which wouldn't be bad weeks for anybody else. They'd be good weeks. Uh-huh. But out of the top three, I think Nick's the, um, the, the, most, the most vulnerable out of the three. Yeah. The mo- he has uh, the most volatile roster in terms of bullpen arms, in my opinion. And uh, Ash is underrated. A couple good performances, and I think it could happen. So, is it likely to happen? No, but it could happen. See, Jeremiah, normally <laughs> I would take this time to call you foolish, uh, really rag on you a bit, maybe maybe get some good one-liners in there. <laughs> but honestly, if you think that I'm beatable right now, if you think I'm weak, then, man, I got you exactly where I want you. I'm all <laughs> up at your queso. Uh, you are just buying buying what I'm selling. So I'm glad that my mind games... I'm working on at least one person. <laughs> oh, I'm not in the playoff picture, so um, what do I know? But just an opinion. Uh, see, I, I'm going to make my upset of the week prediction now, uh, which is that I think that Jamil is going to take down Flex uh, because I think wow. I think Flex is a little bit too cocky right now. He's already got the, the championship belt uh, in his mind. He He thinks he's already won it. Uh, and he's overlooking this matchup, and I think that could be very dangerous for him. All it takes is for a couple things to go wrong, one or two bad starts, a, a guy has a, a bad week at the plate, and suddenly you're in a hole. And I think that Jamil, uh, Jamil has stayed hungry, but he's also stayed humble, and that, that can pay off in a matchup like this, where all it takes is you need to get hot at the right time. Anyone can win any week, but I think that Jamil, just just for being a great guy, has that <laughs> Well, I I can't disagree. Uh, I'm like, if even with Flex being number one seed, I do not, I'm not counting myself short. Uh, I think I, you know, upsets like you said it could happen, and uh, with my team, I think it, they could pull it off. Just to clarify, though, Flex, I believe he is the number one seed, but he is the number two seed in the league. Um, the reason I do think Jamil could pull this off is because Jamil's had really high point totals lately. Yeah, like his team has really come around since uh, his crappy start. Yeah, 
Like, and, I'm, I'm, like, around, like, you know, like, if I'm not going to surpass 300, I'll be, like, in the 280, 290s. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. Flex, if I remember correctly, like, last week he had a good week, but against me, he only scored 250. Yeah. He's had a couple, like, vulnerable weeks where Jamil's point totals would have been enough to beat him. So, to count, to say that Flex is just going to win this matchup, I think it's a bit premature. I know he's a cocky guy, and, and he should be. I mean, his team's really, really good. But all it takes is a guy to get hurt or a bad week or or whatever. And uh, Jamil seemed to keep performing the way it has been, and we could be staring down an upset that would make Flex the laughing stock of the week. So. And, I mean, if you look at Flex's recent results, since the All-Star break, in three of the five weeks, he's scored 252 points or less. Uh, and relying on 252 points to get you through in the first round of the playoffs, that's a sucker's bet. So Flex is going to really have to nut up or shut up, as they say. Yeah, well, it, uh, it helps that, too, like, you know, injuries happen. But luckily enough, like, Rich Hill did come back from this damn blister. And for Flex, uh, Strasburg did go down for him. So hopefully that's the edge. Well, matchup <laughs> for the week here. Uh, Chow and Mr. Kaminsky are going at it. Mm-hmm. Tough to call. We're going down to the wire. What do you guys this think? This one's going to be the closest by far out of everyone, I think. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to take Kaminsky, though. I mean, I do like that there's at least one first-round matchup that has some general, like, general, genuine animosity behind it. Uh, and I, I really want to see how that plays out. I think that Chow could, uh, could easily have a big week to completely blow Kaminsky out. That's possible. Uh, it could be that Chow or Kaminsky just has a terrible weekend, folds like a cheap tent. <laughs> but I think that ultimately it's going to be very close. But I got to give it that slight edge to Chow. He's just got a a real uh, great great hitting through and through, top to bottom. Uh, great batters in there, and I think that's going to be the difference in the end. Yeah, and, uh, I think uh, Alex Cobb does come come back for Kaminsky. But anybody have timetable on uh, Mr. Kershaw? No. No, he's not slated to come back this week, right? From what I understand, he's not. No. Okay. All right. So I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take Kaminsky still. He's got a lead right now. I'm gonna take the three top seeds, and I'll take Kaminsky. This one's. Fourth, this one's like fifty-fifty on me. Like, you know, as a rival, well, like seeing him lose in the first round wouldn't be too bad. But like as we spoke about earlier, it would be a dream matchup for the semifinals. So <laughs> against Chow. So, at the end of the day, as uh, much as it pains me to say, but I, Chow will probably win this one. Down the wire, though. Down the wire. (laughs) Who do you take, uh, who do you take first, in the first round, then? So you take Chow? Yeah, over Mike. Do you take yourself? Uh, I really would, like, like to say so, but, uh. Uh, Jose Fernandez for him has two starts. Uh, I had the uh, misfortunes of the Jays running a six-man rotation, so Marco Estrada, despite having a six start today, will not start twice for me. Same yep. with Hamels and uh, Rich Hill, who are off days on Thursday, so it doesn't, doesn't go to my benefit. But I'm hoping to make it close. But if I'm going to be you know, as honest as I can be, I uh, wouldn't be too mad if I did lose Flex. I, I respect that. So you got yep. Flex, you got uh, yep. Kaminsky, who do you have in uh, Nick and Ash? Uh, I, I still, or no, you have Charles. I, I, I have, yeah, but then I have Nick for sure on that one. Okay. And Ryan, and, and Ryan for sure on uh, Max. So, 
So three top seeds in Ryan. Nick, where do you stand? Uh, I'm going to go all the top seeds. I'm going to go chalk on this one. Uh, I do think some of the upsets have potential. Uh, Jamil and Ash both have a, a chance. But at the end of the day, the strong teams are where they are at for a reason. Uh, they're the guys that have the best rosters who have been performing week in, week out, all season. And I'm just very excited for those semifinal matchups. So let's talk about those. In the four, you, you, you two both picked the same thing, and I picked similar. I just take Kaminsky over Chow. Kaminsky, yeah. So how do you feel semifinal-wise? In those matchups, so we in those matchups you'd have Nick and Ryan. We all agree on that. And then uh, Flex versus Chow in your situation, I'd had Flex and Kaminsky. Hmm. Uh, I think that in either matchup, Flex v Chow or Flex v Kaminsky. I mean, as much as I've just spent time illustrating how Flex is beatable, I think against either of those two teams, he would have the upper hand. Uh, and I think that. Uh, it could be a situation where the semifinal between me and Ryan is in a sense sort of the real final in that it's like the two real best teams going after each other. Could could very well be the highest scoring week in the history of the league, actually, would be my bold week in advance prediction. So uh, if it it comes down to me and Ryan, I mean, man, I I would just love to see that matchup. I think that's a dream right there. Well, I'm going to say that... uh... I would take Kaminsky over Flex because I made the bet with Flex that Kaminsky would beat him in a semifinal matchup. But if I'm being 100% honest, I think Flex can take Chow or Kaminsky, assuming his team performs up to standards. Um, Nick yeah. and Ryan could be just a dogfight matchup of the year. Um, fuck, that, that's tough. Like... I you know what I would go Ryan I, re- I just by a hair I would take Ryan it's really not, I, it's nothing against Nick I just can't doubt the king man can't doubt the king <laughs> so uh, I, I I'd have a flex and uh, Ryan final wow um for me I I you know I do I've been saying it the last couple of weeks I do like Adam's roster. Compared to like, no disrespect to you, Nick, but like to compare it, uh, to you or Ryan. So I I don't see him losing to Chow, or or Kaminsky. So he's in the final. But this is like you said, this is gonna be high scoring. Nick versus the King, the man versus the King. So uh, I I would still give the edge. I really like the pen for Nick, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Ryan's been low key like. On a, a little bit of a downwards in terms of total points, so I'm going to give the slight edge to Nick. I mean, if 290 is a downward trend, I mean, Nick's hit like 220 a couple times. Mm. Or less. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a different situation. <laughs> okay, alright. I just, I just want to point out, I don't think Ryan's hit like under 250 this year. Maybe once. I could be wrong, but I think once. So... Before we go bashing the man and saying that he's having a down week, two ninety is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's horrible, but or two whatever he had, two eighty nine, yeah, two eighty nine. So, okay, so we have Nick and Flex, we have Ryan and Flex. Nick, I imagine you're taking yourself and Flex. Yeah, Nick and Flex. So everyone seems to agree that Flex has the easier side of the bracket to the final, and it's but, a sure thing. 
But can I put a, an asterisk on this? A caveat, sure. Yeah, go ahead. If I were to rank the eight playoff teams in order of how likely they are to make the final right now, yep. just to make the final, not to win, yep. uh, I would say that the odds would go Ryan, myself, Flex, uh, Chow, Kaminsky, Jamil. I think that whole side of the bracket is gonna gonna be a dogfight, and it's got the potential to basically go anyway. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. I do. Yeah, I agree. Um, as well. So we have a Nick and Flex final times two. Who wins, Flex or Nick? Who Who wants to go first? Nick. Well, it's between you two, so. Yeah, Nick, you wanna go? <laughs> Uh, well, I think I think we would maybe have a guess as who I would pick in that situation. No, but I think again, Flex is a guy who uh, has been looking forward to this championship matchup for a while. Uh, has got some strong feelings about it. Uh, really, really wants to win a championship this season because he knows he's nothing without it. Uh, and so I would just love to have a, a final setup between uh, the guy who runs the league versus the guy who thinks he does. Uh, and I would love nothing more than to kick Flex's teeth in. So, uh, <laughs> wow. so that's the result. Uh, okay. All right. Doesn't, um, get, doesn't get more gauntlet throwing than that. Yep. Um, here we go. Finals prediction. I know we are kind of, kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but it's fair enough to make a bold prediction. But, uh, no, Nick, I really I like your team. And, like, you know, you're a nice guy. <laughs> but, uh, as much as we hate for uh, Adam's ego to get bigger and bigger, um, I do think he pulls it off and wins the championship. Because I don't think, if I'm mistaken, I think we've had a new champion every single season. So I think that will continue. Like, because uh, you've won before, Nick. And uh, I don't think we have a two-time champion yet. But I do think Adam will pull this off. Well, um, yeah. I'm pretty conflicted. If, if Ryan and and uh, Flex face off, the good versus evil face off, the most humble man in the league against the most brash man in the league. If you had asked me this a couple weeks ago, I would have no problem saying Ryan whatsoever. Um, Ryan's had some injuries, and he made a deal for McCutcheon, and Flex has been rolling. But to keep the distinction in this podcast and to keep it guessing I'm going to take Ryan to win the whole thing. Wire-to-wire finish here. Wow. Takes down the top man who thinks he runs the league and solidifies himself as the number one team in this league. Because Ryan doesn't get a lot of respect out of the top four teams. Nick has a championship. Chow has a championship. Flex is the most brash, cocky guy you'll ever meet. And Ryan is humble and gets very little respect. So... Ryan, you're adding a ring to a finger here. You're getting your respect. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. I think if Ryan and Flex meet each other in the final, Nick would be a Ryan supporter. A lot of people would be a Ryan supporter because Flex is just a villain. It's hard to get behind him. A villain, yeah. The the heel. heel. He's playing a great role. He's a great heel. It's very hard to get behind Flex. And frankly, I, I just think Ryan... Is has the best team. I mean, he's willing to add guys. He's willing to do whatever it takes, and I think he can take down Flex. So we have a Ryan, a Flex, and a Nick. Yeah, uh, we got all three different answers. Prediction. So one of us is, I think, is bound to be right. I I can't see a scenario where one of those guys doesn't win, and it'll be mm-hmm. curious to see who does win. So mm. Nick doesn't sound amused. That's okay. 
Well, I mean, I just I think that a lot of people aren't giving me enough respect. But that's okay. I am very happy that I will be the one <laughs> and the only one whose prediction comes true. Well, you know what? I will. What I will say is, um, if Nick does win a second championship, as far as I got gather, he'll be the only guy with two titles. Mm-hmm. And uh, two rings on the finger definitely earn some respect. And you know what? I will agree with him. We are kind of disrespecting him. He has a ring already. Well, uh, I, I'm not disrespecting Nick. I'm just. Well, I'm, I'm just seeing how what I think will turn out. To be it's just, cool. it's just like to me, Nick. Nick's team was really made to excel in the old system. I mean, bullpen arms were like really, really overpowered. Oh yeah, oh, yeah for and, sure. And Nick was like destined to crush people with bullpen arms that you just can't match. But the problem with bullpen arms is that sometimes they perform and sometimes they don't. And in a league where hitting has now risen up to overtake bullpen arms, I mean, he's a little bit more vulnerable than in the past. And that's just my opinion. And it doesn't mean that Nick can't still win. In fact, I'd, I'd agree with him. He has one of the best chances to win, but... I mean, I know I, I know I defend my bullpen strategy a lot on these podcasts, but let me just say one more time. I mean, I think that I think at this point every new owner coming into the league should have at least like a modicum of economics knowledge, just so they like have some sort of basis of strategy, and it's not just they're doing random shit. It's all about leveraging that comparative advantage. I mean, the bullpen is a situation where you either have it or you don't. A lot of the teams, even the teams in the playoffs, have terrible bullpens that they can't rely on, that aren't generating points for them. The bullpen is an area where there's a huge gap between teams, and if you can really take advantage of that, you can leverage that gap, you can be sure to get the most points out of the best relievers, you draft well, you scout ahead, and then all of a sudden you're in a position where you've got the best bullpen in the history of the league, perhaps. Uh, and then that's something that can power you through to a, a victory where other teams would falter just relying on starters and hitting. That's true. Very true. So can't count yeah. anyone out, and uh, it's going to be exciting to watch, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Ir- ironically enough, I think if Nick does win, he has the two rings, and kind of like Ric Flair with two Hall of Fame rings right there. Hey. <laughs> I'll wear them uh, like he does, one on each hand. There you go. <laughs> the man, baby. The man. <laughs> He's going to have to record a big woo and uh, put, it on, <laughs> put it on loop for all of us if, if he reigns supreme. So it'll definitely be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to a promotional poster if Nick makes the final against Flex and a video. It'll just keep getting better and better. So, Nick. Oh, that would I- be a. That would be a true uh, promo of, like, heel versus uh, face right there. I, I can't wait to see the Nick versus Ryan video. Because how is he going to villainize Ryan? Like, he just can't. <laughs> like, it just won't happen. Nick's going to have to play the heel. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've got some thinking done. I, I'm figuring out, you know, all the different combinations. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure I can get everyone hyped and, uh, most importantly, behind me, the eventual winner. Wow. <laughs> He's, Nick is more, turning more villainous by the week. <laughs> like, literally becoming more of a pause every week, I think. He's like, let's light. Come on. Is it, no, come on. You just gotta believe in yourself. It's all about self-confidence. Flex believes in himself. Ask him. <laughs> Flex also believes in ghosts. Does he? I, legitimately, he does. He's gonna get mad at me for saying that. No, he does? Really? I, I, um... 
already thinking I'm going to have to cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't cut uh, that out. Come on. Let him leave it in there. I, leave it in I, there. I, I, whatever, whatever. He hates me already. But, yeah, uh, Fletch and Ghost are, uh, are two things that uh, uh, you wouldn't associate, but go together, apparently. Does he watch, like, Ghost Hunters, where, like, they go into, like, houses and just, like, look for things? Like, go on. Uh, uh, see, I haven't talked to him about it that much. But my understanding is he's not into, like, those, like, Hollywood ghosts, but there are real ghosts out there, and, guys, we should all be very afraid. <laughs> well, um, Flex, when you're done changing your underwear, could you please come on the show next week? Because if you do win your matchup, I'd love to have you on the show to talk smack. And if you lose your matchup, I'd love to have you on the show to have Jatish, or uh, Jamil tell you about how he beat you. <laughs> Either way, I would love to have you on the show. So, cause I know you're listening because I know that you comment on our podcast every week and trash all of us yep. for our lack of information. You got a whole paragraph. Mainly Nick and I, um, with a little bit of love to Jamil. <laughs> so, if Jamil beats you, maybe there won't be so much love. But please come on the show and uh, villainize our show. I'd love to hear you and Nick fight. Yeah. We don't bite. Yeah. Yeah. I I have nothing to say. I just want to hear. You. I want some interesting entertainment. So. Mm-hmm. Are we uh, are we gonna hold on just before we uh, end? Are we gonna top what Nick said like last week on his rant on J- Jatish on anyone this week or not? <laughs> uh, see, I gotta save this. I guess, for what I'm really feeling. Like All he, right, fair enough. Although Jatish didn't even respond, so I guess you everything know. I said about him was true. He really is the worst owner. Oh man, wow. I yeah, you can't top that. Nick was fired up last week. If he gets yeah. in the semis against Ryan, he'll get fired up. And if he makes the final against Flex, he's going to be really fired up. So, like... <laughs> that would be even better. God, God help everyone. I just... Like, I can't get too uh, fired up like that, like Nick, but... Just, Sam, disappointment. Disappointing. <laughs> disappointing, dog. I lost respect for you, man. Straight up. Just just when us three were, you know, trying to call you a good owner. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's <laughs> over, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, karma works out, you know? Mm. Well, till next week, boys. All right, till next week. Good luck and good fantasy.